You are listening to Packers Talk Radio Network. Packers Talk. On this episode of Cheesehead Radio, an 11th hour negotiation brings Aaron Rodgers back to Green Bay in 2021. Just in time for the first practice of training camp Wednesday. Guess who's coming along for the ride? Randall Cobb is back as well. And an Aaron Rodgers press conference for the agent. Four quarters of Packers Talk. Right here on Cheesehead Radio. It's Randall Cobb again. It's Randall Cobb again. I'm going to cry. No, no, no. Hello again, Cheesehead Nation. Yes, we're back for our 12th, count them, 12th appropriate season of Packers Talk here on the first day of training camp. Our hosts today, as always, at least for the last few years, are the tumultuous Kelly Hodgson, known as that Packer girl on Twitter. Also joining us is the bear-poking C.D. Angeli, known as Tundra Vision on Twitter. And lastly, little old me, the older but younger of our hosts, Jersey Al of Packers Talk and Cheesehead TV. You can find me at JerseyAlGPP on Twitter. Hey, guys, it's the most wonderful time of the year. You know, guys, this is the most wonderful time of the year, but this has been a long year. If you're at least a long couple of months, if you're a Packer fan. And by year, you mean it's been a long, what is it, Wednesday? (laughs) (laughs) Today's been a day, hasn't it? Oh, this week has been exhausting. Obviously, Monday came and went, and we're looking at the the shareholders meeting, and everyone's kind of thinking, man, where are we at? You know, at this point, Aaron Rodgers, this whole hubbub, this media-driven furor that had been going on for the last few months, we're literally thinking, man, there's something really going on. He may not be coming back. He may retire. What's going to happen? What's going to happen on Wednesday? And then on Monday, we got this announcement. We got this announcement that Aaron Rodgers is coming back, that they came to a little bit of a negotiation, that his 2023 year of his contract has now been voided. He cannot have any tags placed on him. Nutshell, he's coming back, but with a little bit more control, maybe than he perceived having before. Uh, What do you guys think so far? Well, (laughs) it's still still determined to be seen or to be known exactly what is going to be different about his contract about concessions, supposed concessions that they've made. You know, we're we're hearing all these reports just what just like we've been hearing reports all summer. Not from Rogers, not from the Packers. So, you know, I, I think we need to wait and see a little bit on that. But whatever it turns out to be, the fact that he is back on the practice field today is really all that matters, right? Yeah, I think I think that's exactly it. I think we get 2021 and whatever happens after that, who knows? Um, I think this week really proved don't believe blue check marks, even if they sound like they know what they're talking about, unless they have verified sources who are willing to come forward. Um, Bakhtiari, I thought was hilarious with his epic troll tweet, tested the waters with that and just made some silly Internet joke about how he wasn't notified that Aaron was coming back. It was obviously a tongue in uh, tweet. And then with minutes, you had Mike Florio making it like sound like there's major drama in the Packer locker room. Yeah, I don't know what this comp- this contract's going to be. If, if suddenly he's he's emperor of the universe in control of you know the elevator captain, but um, we've got him for 2021. This really is getting the hint that this is the last dance. Let's just enjoy the ride, guys. Well, I think 
when you, you all you have to do is look at Vegas. I think last week Vegas, the odds of the Packers winning the Super Bowl had gone up to plus twenty five hundred. Um, so you can kind of tell they actually took them completely off the board at one did point. Did they really? Yep, completely. So, no bets, no bets allowed because because everything was getting so negative that Rodgers was not going to play and he was going to retire, et cetera, et cetera. Anyway, so people were believing it. People were believing. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> you know, I, the, the, it's kind of funny because when the announcement came out, there's a lot of people on Twitter who are all like, "Hey, I told you there was never any problems whatsoever. All of this was blown up, and Rogers was here." I'm like, "Well, no, no. Yeah, he's here, and we're happy, but there was stuff going on." Uh, I, I think Packer fans' nerves are really shot. <laughs> I mean, this this exhaustion was, is a good there, there's some yeah, we're, we're a bit frazzled. Come out we're of here, so, no uh, doubt. And I'll be honest, last week I was like, retire, come back, get hit by a bus. I really don't care at this point. But now that he's back, I'm going to get behind him. Yeah, I think a lot of us had gotten to that point, uh, myself included. So, well, and I don't know how you cannot be excited about that. And I, and I think you guys will probably both jump on me because I was probably one of the biggest ones like, man, as soon as I heard this, just trade him, go, jettison, be done. And the reason for that is, is because, as Al and I have jousticated back and forth quite a bit this last year. Jousticated. That's a good verb. Thank you. Our salary cap situation really puts us in this. Oh, no. Here we go. I, th- I, know, I this... think CD quoted hey, our cap gonna... at about five bucks and 86 cents. Are, are we going to kick the can down the road just, again? Just Is that what we're doing? But if we're in a an all-in year <clears throat> and then suddenly I'm checking out, maybe I'm going to retire, maybe I want to be traded, yada, yada, yada. It's frustrating because if you've put, if you've invested in kind of an all-in year and structured your cap in such a way to say this is our last big run, and now the biggest piece of the puzzle says I'm out of here, that's really frustrating. And it's like, man, let's let's get the pieces in place for the next round. Now that he's back, I'm maybe more excited about this all-in than anybody because it is. I mean, <laughs> this is an all-or-nothing thing. I mean, the worm has turned. For it you, really has. It. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, it seemed like this was. You've really, seen the light. You know, this seemed almost like there was a concerted ad campaign, almost. And I'm going to point out someone. Someone pointed this out on Twitter that Adam Schefter and Rogers have the same talent agency that they're signed on to, which is Creative yeah. Arts something, CAA. Um, but you know, when they both put when Devante and and Aaron posted that same photo from the last dance it's like there were a bunch of people on the same page as of this weekend so i think they are acknowledging this really is the last best shot for rogers and he i he wants to go out on top you know he he may be been a jackass the entire offseason but he's our jackass now and i think it's time to rally behind him well and i think and i I just alluded to that it's a big deal i mean it's a big deal that if this is the last year, I mean, when have we really had this kind of pressure to win in one year? I mean, we've always had that feeling like there's always next year. You know, we still have Brett Favre. We still have Aaron Rodgers next year. We can rebuild. We can reload. There's really this feeling that, man, we may only have Aaron Rodgers for this year. And after that, to a degree, there's some sort of rebuild in place. So what what, what was it Nick Barnett said back in 2010, Super Bowl or die? 
Yeah, I, yeah, I think that was it. This this is Super Bowl or die again this year. So I mean, it's exciting. It's exciting. I mean, I want to get to as many games as I can because this could be a year for the record books. This could be a year for the memories. But man, it's going to be disappointing if they don't, and then they still break up the Bulls, huh? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I saw somebody tweet today uh, said this year is going to be a movie because <laughs> it, kind of, it kind of is getting that feel right. If they win it all, it'll be a twenty for twenty, no doubt. With all these things that are happening, uh, it just kind of feels like it's going down that road. We can only hope that it ends up to be a happy ending in the movie, right? In a magical time in the movie. But suddenly, Absolutely. the energy level, it's like, you look at Packer Nation, everyone's like, blah, get hit by a bus, whatever. Suddenly, there, there's, there's this level of exuberance among the fan base. You know, everyone's like, yeah, he's a diva, but nobody's like, well, just leave already. Everyone seems to be like, hey, this is the year, let's go do it, let's win. You know, I've seen the same, you know, the, the clip from Major League where you, let's go win the whole effing thing. Um, and I feel like the team has this energy all of a sudden as well, where it's like every year's like, oh yeah, we're going to win. We're going to win. I kind of believe them this year. <laughs> well, and you know, the other rumor that had come out, <clears throat> which is very interesting is that Aaron Rodgers was supposed to have some sort of say now in where, or when he was traded, which it appears to be very likely at the end of the season, regardless, Rodgers denied that in today's press conference. Fine. Yes, he did depends yeah, on you want to believe with it but you do get this feeling and i think as al alluded to earlier we're not quite sure what power and what strings and as we'll talk about later he alluded to an awful lot of things in his press conference today that would seem to say that he would prefer to have a little more say in what happens and if he has a say in where he's traded it does take some suitors off the table possibly bringing the possible what we'd get back <laughs> down as well I mean, highest highest bidder gets a lot if you've only got three people in those teams you know they're limited, one of the three teams right. yeah sure so anyway all right well, you know well, but I, w- I would like to have him have more say because we'll, we'll allude to it later in the presser he and we always talked about mccarthy being loyal to a fault aaron is loyal to a fault to his teammates and if he can say these are the people i need to succeed we've got a one-year experiment you know, a salary cap that's a disaster. Let's just see what he can put together. It can't be any worse. Very good. Very well, good. that'll kick us off here with our, our first quarter and all about Aaron Rodgers. Certainly uh, what appears to be a happy ending to a, a very tumultuous offseason. Moving on to our second quarter, training camp. We got our first practice today on a beautiful day, beautiful sunshiny day. And Aaron Rodgers was in attendance. Great day. Yes, and you were in attendance. I was, indeed. I switched a little bit of my schedule at work this week because especially once I heard Aaron was going to be there, I said, you know what, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go. I'm going to go check this out. <laughs> and uh, he was there. Um, it was interesting because when I was in the bicycle line and watching the players come in, uh, really, there weren't a lot of the big-name players who came through early in the morning. Uh, we were told that Aaron Rodgers himself had driven to practice. So I did see uh, Jordan Love walking in with uh, AJ Dillon and Coach LaFleur came through, had some very kind words as he walked through, which was very nice. Um, but yeah, he was out on the field and uh, to a degree, I think it was nice for me because of everything that we've been living and breathing, all things Packers and Aaron Rodgers for the last few months. It was nice to sit down and just see football. 
it was nice just to go down and see people in jerseys and let's make passes and sense of normalcy, right? It was, it really was. And, you know, you can tell camps in, in session because the Twitter attacks on each other with the players have already started. Apparently Kenny Clark questions, um, MVS is hygiene. And then MVS was posting a picture of a very fat cartoon character and putting Kenny Clark right next to it. So yeah, camp is here. The, the hazing has begun among friends. I just sure hope Rogers was hazed in some way, you know. <laughs> so too. Well, well, for that haircut, I certainly hope so. Please. <laughs> yeah, I, I think uh, this is great. I think we do have that sense of normalcy. The, let's let's admit it. The past year has just sucked like a Hoover, and just you know to have people at training camp where it's it's open to the public. What a nice respite that is. So tell us a little bit about what you saw, CD. Well, if I'm going to talk a little bit about Aaron Rodgers, I think he looked uh, relatively sharp, um, especially when we got into the, you know, the screen. Did he look like he had showered? (laughs) I wasn't that close to him, so I I couldn't tell you. His hygiene Um, is likely adequate six out of seven days. One thing I noticed is kind of funny. Someone had posted um, on Twitter that Aaron was coaching uh, Kurt Bankert. You know, they showed a little scene where he was kind of saying, oh, yeah, you're going to do this and kind of show him how to take a snap and and mentioned quite obviously with Jordan Love looking on from about 10 feet back of both of them. Um, most of the time, Aaron was mostly kind of on his own. And I noticed that Love and Bankert were usually together. Sometimes Aaron talked to Bankert. I did not see a lot of time where Aaron and Love uh, were just kind of sitting there as a pair talking to each other about being QB one and QB two. So it was, it was a little noticeable. Um, some of the folks in the crowd kind of mentioned it too. So I, I wasn't the only one that was looking for the conspiracy, I guess, but what, he, what about, um, workload or snaps behind center? Uh, think, any feel for how that was divided up? Uh, for the first day of practice, it was perfectly even. I mean, Aaron took okay. two snaps, then love took two snaps, then banker took two. Oh, snaps. Okay. So they, yeah specifically alternated like that okay yeah yeah got it um i spent a lot of time really watching the defensive backs which is uh we're practicing i actually managed to get into the vip section which was kind of cool <gasps> i did how What's, did you what, convince explain them explain the vip section what is i don't VIP know there's section? a section that says it's vip so uh and what is the what are the benefits of it uh, it was an appropriate place to sit if you wanted to watch some of the scrimmaging at the end. That's kind of where they practice. So you'd be sitting there right in front. Got it. Um, but they didn't have a lot of the VIPs didn't show up today. So I had to wait till 1030 to get in because I was in line. And they says, oh, but you get to go in the VIP section. We all went up and sat right in the VIP section. So it was a good seat. I'm presently very sunburnt. I can tell you that. Uh, we're right in the sun. Mm. But, uh, yeah, it was it was a. Uh, it was nice to see. You saw a lot of Jair. I mean, I, I kept kind of taking my son and saying, you know, look at this number 23. He's one of the best cornerbacks in the league. And, you know, just watch how he's carrying himself. And you could just see some of the leadership he was starting to take with the group, the the, the humor he was kind of bringing into things, the, the cat calling and getting the crowd rolling, um, modeling. You really saw him taking that leadership role. And, you know, just because that's what I had to watch for quite a bit, Jair really stood out to me. Uh, did you get any get any looks at uh, at Stokes? He was in there too. He um, number twenty one. Um, you know, one of those great great uh, Packer was, numbers that's been handed down over the years. 
because King uh, was not in practice, right? He's no. on some right. So was he taking the first snaps or was somebody he, else? He no, he generally looked like he was sneaking in on first snaps. Okay. Generally speaking, when they kind of put him into little groups and drills, it looked like he was in there. They substitute a lot in back and forth. I understand, yeah. I understand, now, but, but I would say he's definitely. I didn't see him uh, do a lot. There was one uh, uh, interception that I know he kind of went through his hands and he <laughs> looked really frustrated. And everyone kind of gave him a round of applause and said, "Nah, don't worry about it, rookie. You're 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 going to get that one back." So okay. So yeah, but he he looked good. Good, good. Um, Amari Rogers. Yes, tell us about him. Yeah, I'm excited to hear about him. He's little. Yes, we know he's, this. Well, he's short. Well, he's not we little. know that. No, he's, he's not di- little. He's, he's diminutive. Bur- oh, but no, he's no. got like, he's like Quadzilla he 2.0. Yeah, he's exactly. jacked. He's not little. He's jacked. He's, he's just height deficient. Challenge? Yeah. Um, <laughs> you know, he looks good. He's athletic. Um, I watched uh, J.K. Scott doing all the punts, and he was taking all the returns. He fielded them all cleanly. Uh, nice. He got coached one time. I think it was was that Brandon Ross years ago that was kind of catching Brandon feeling punts on the yep. side. Yeah, and they kind of corrected him once. Says, "Nope, nope, shuffle your feet and get in front of it. You know, don't don't catch it on your side." So they kind of coached him once there, but he was taking them all. There was just one play I looked at, and maybe the pass was too high, but uh, Rogers had done a swing pass out to him on the right side, and it, it, it was just kind of funny because it. Maybe it was just really high, but it just looked like physically he didn't have any way to go climb up and go get it. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just kind of short. And then literally on the next two plays, you know, Devontae Adams just went up and just stretched his body and just, you know, grabbed the ball out of the air. And then uh, uh, Quintum is St. Brown, who I think is, what, 6'5"? Yeah, uh, he'll, he'll he'll bring that one. Yeah, <laughs> you know, he did it too. That's so the one I, thing you can he can do. That's one thing I kind of noticed is that he he's short. Uh, well, so well, I'm I mean, interested to see how he... Fits into that, you know, fitting into the slot uh, and and running that those plays to hopefully where he's going to get those balls kind of underneath and you know right in the bread basket. Uh, well, you you would expect that that Rogers is going to learn about this and going to adjust his throws when he's thrown to Amari Rogers mm-hmm. as opposed or, to ESP. Or or are they going to run him like Cobb did when he was younger, sometimes like a running back because he's lower to the ground? I can see him being really good in that role. Yeah, that's where I see him excelling. Because, you know, now that we have Cobb back, and we'll talk about that in a bit, he is 108 years old. Actually, he's only 30. But he's older than when he he played in that position and was used that way. I would love to see Amari using the backfield a little bit. I think you will. I think he. that's why Tyler Irvin, you know, is somewhere else today because they have Amari mm-hmm. Rogers now. So it's Swerve and Amari. Uh, you're going to have to do better than that. Try again. <laughs> Keep working on it. I will. Yeah. Something with Amari. There's got to be something good we can come up with with Amari. And A-Rod has already been taken. <laughs> yes, it has. Yes. Uh, the only thing anyway. I noticed that uh, Elton Jenkins uh, actually spent quite a bit of time at tackle today. Huh. Um, well, that's so. because Bakhtiari is on the pup list. Right. Which is so. better than just being all right IR. Being on the pup list sounds like maybe he's ahead of schedule with his healing. Mm, or maybe he's not because the Packers signed an offensive tackle today. They did. What's his name? They did. It's in the notes there. Daniel Kelly, who started all every game for the Tennessee Titans at right tackle last year. Or well, Dennis Kelly. Sorry, I'm, Dennis Kelly. I'm glad we have insurance policies and different right. contingency plans because last year we really seemed to be 
Well, now we have 30 Short offensive staff. linemen yeah. on, the, on the roster, so we do have a good choice, a good group to choose from. Yeah, he's 31 years old. Uh, he's he was with the Titans for five years, so I guess he he started late as a as a rookie, um, or maybe he was on the practice squad for a few years. I don't know. And uh, he started every game last year at right tackle. And the Titans he had just signed a three year contract previous to last year, but the Titans uh, signed some other free agent offensive lineman and decided to to let him go. And he had been hotly pursued by the Houston Texans because his brother is the offensive coordinator for the Houston Texans, and the Packers swooped in and stole him away. So well, you know, how good he is, we don't know. Free go agents ahead. love to come to Green Bay because it's quite the vacation destination. Oh, yes, <laughs> it is. <laughs> or maybe they come to see CD because, you know, people love to see CD. <laughs> oh, sure. Yeah, that was quite the hot. Okay, hot see what happens when you switch names. How absurd it sounds. <laughs> True. So that is going to finish up with our second quarter and training okay. camp. I think we got two wins so far today, Aaron Rodgers and training camp. Those are all pieces of good news. But as we hit the third quarter, ladies and gentlemen, who would have thought Monday morning as we woke up wondering <laughs> what the heck was going to happen with Aaron Rodgers, that not only, not only would we get Aaron Rodgers, who else is coming back to Green Bay? And how did we convince the Texans to pay us to do it? <laughs> we have to say the name of who it is, Kelly. You know, that was kind of, that was a setup for you. Yeah, I know. It's, yeah, we all know it's Randall Cobb. I never not thought. Not Cobb again. It's not Cobb again. <laughs> it's Cobb again. It really oh, is. Oh no, it's Cobb again. I'm going to so, cry. So how does this happen, Jersey Al? How does this happen? Just, how do we suddenly just, go from wondering whether or not Aaron Rodgers is going to be here? Is it now we're going to bring him, but now we're quickly going to trade for a guy making almost $8 million a year on a salary cap. How does this happen? How does um, this happen? This is like the brown M&M clause with Van Halen. You know, we I will only do business with you if you actually are paying attention to what I really want. <laughs> this was Aaron asserting a little bit of dominance. But if we're all in and this is the last dance, why not make him happy and give him targets he's comfortable with and trusts? Dance with an old partner, right, that you know well. So it has been announced. I think it's been formalized now by the Packers. I just saw Uh, a tweet from the Packers before we started. That the trade appears to be for a, the Packers are going to send a sixth round pick to the Texans for, as Kelly alluded to earlier, a 30-year-old wide receiver that may not be fitting into their plans and does take up a good chunk of cap space for them. Um, But in addition... (laughs) The Texans have agreed that they're just going to pay $3 million of his salary cap space to him this year in exchange for giving up the player to us and just taking a six-round six round pick. Who's got dirt on the Texans that we were able to extort that? Well, I mean, they, they cleared a bunch of salary cap through yeah, this, right? And evidently that's what they needed to do, and they... They had just signed uh, Anthony Miller from the Bears beforehand. So uh, I think they kind of had this already in their in their sights to uh, something that they would try to do. And then here come the Packers willing and and able. And, and, you know, they just have to come to a mutual agreement. And here he is. It's not you know, it's not common 
It's not common that you can. <laughs> it's not. It's, it's common in other sports. It's very common in in baseball. baseball. You know. Yeah, but in for football, not so much. But you know, kudos to to the Packers and the Texans for getting together and making everybody happy. You know, I, I was okay when we let him go. You know, a couple of years ago, but I'm actually kind of excited we brought him back. <laughs> Well, if you if you look at his stats from last last year, right, one thing that stood out to me, right, uh, he played in ten games, so he did miss he did miss some games, but in the ten games that he played, he had thirty eight catches for four hundred and forty one yards and three touchdowns, but more than half of those catches, twenty receptions, were for first downs, and I think that's what Rogers sees. Rogers. Trust Cobb that when the play breaks down, he's going to find that little gap in the zone. He's going to be somewhere where he can catch the ball and hopefully get a first down. I don't think he can trust MVS to do that. I don't think Lazard is really, you know, good with that. Devontae Adams, yes. And Amari Rogers, who knows? And whoever the other weird wide receiver could have been, who the heck knows, you know? So I think it's the comfort thing, knowing that Cobb knows and is on the same wavelength with Rodgers and knows where to be when Rodgers is is looking for some help, you know. I think that's what it comes down to. But now we look at, at, at the receiving core, and we have eight potential starters. So we have Devontae Adams, Randall Cobb, MBS, the alien lizard, Amari Rodgers, St. Brown, Devin Funches, which a lot of people forget about, and Malik Taylor, how many do we keep, and who are the odd men out? And I think my, I, I'll, I'll give you my opinion at the end. Well, I, I think we have uh, a couple of decent um, trade options there, possible yes. trade options. Uh, Equinemius, um, Funches. I, I was pretty convinced that Funches was going to make this team and be a contributor. But now with this logjam, I just don't know. But I think he's got value, even though he's been away for basically two years, you know, uh, I think he's got enough on his resume that he has some value to another team. Um, I don't know. EQ and Funches and Malik Taylor is another guy. He, he, he was on the roster last year because he played special teams. And that's the other thing you have to keep into, into uh, take into account here. You can't have five re- wide receivers that none of them play special teams. You just can't afford to do that. And yes, a Rogers, Amari Rogers will be returning kicks, but that's just you know a small part of playing special teams. You need a gunner, you really do. You need a gunner, right? And you, you can either your defensive backs or your wide receivers are generally going to be your gunners. Um, so I have a feeling you're going to see mostly defensive backs in that role this year. But uh, it, it's a tough, it's a tough call, you know. If they if they keep six, I think Funchess would be. Or, or Taylor might beat out Funches and, and EQ because of the special teams. But I'm not convinced they'll keep six, especially with, with so many tight ends, you know, so many quality tight ends that they have on the roster. Uh, it's going to be hard to do. Didi, what do you think? You know, I, I, I don't know, but I think another thing you have to factor into it is it's very possible that this being an all-in year, you know, Randall Cobb may just be a one-year deal. I mean, if Aaron goes this year, I got a feeling Cobb may go too. Devontae Adams in his post-game press conference today was pretty clear that he expects to be the highest paid wide receiver in the league next year, and he doesn't care where it's going to be. So we may get through this year, 
and we may be minus Adams, Cobb, and Aaron Rodgers for 2022. So to me, that that there's got to be a little interest in in developing people behind those uh, wide receiver one and wide receiver two for this era. But I have to say, I'm really excited for receiver one. That's, mm-hmm. to, to have those two there is just remember crazy. though, MVS and Lazard also aren't don't have contracts for next year. So you you could go from a from a plethora of wide receivers to a real dearth of wide receivers. Well, I think with Cobb here, you've got his protege Amari Rogers. You can call him a protege or or Cobb, you know, two So we have a year to develop Amari right. into becoming the next Cobb. If Devonte, if we don't have to pay Rogers, I could see Devonte getting paid. A sizable amount, but I'm not sure if he'd want to stay. Um, I still think the odd man out will probably be Funches just because he doesn't have a... He's had no history of of developing chemistry with Rodgers. Everyone else here on the list has played with them. Funches opted out last year. And, you know, all the power to him. It was within his right. Um, but he's got a steeper learning curve right now than the than any of the other receivers. So if, I think I think Al, I think you're right. I think a trade might be an option because it's not that he's awful, but there's been less invested in him. So I think he might be the first one out. And and, and I I don't know the answer, and I don't know if you, either if one of you do because we had the weird practice team um, rules for COVID. Are those still in place for this year, or is it back to traditional practice team, uh, the practice squad uh, rules for you know how you know, be- your experience? I believe most of them are still in place. You can okay. still just put anybody. You're going to have the extra couple of players. You're going to be able to call people up. And at least the last time I saw anything about that was roughly about a month, month or two ago. And the indication was that it was going to, that they, the changes were going to stay, at least for this year. Whether that became totally true or not, I can't really say for sure, but I'm assuming that they have. Yes, if we have the weird... Um practice squad rules we may have some people sitting on the practice squad with you know, carrying more receivers than we normally do just because someone gets covid you know they're out of yeah. commission commission for a bit and you got to call somebody else up yeah. hopefully they have been responsible and are taking care of themselves but you know it's still a crapshoot on who's going to play on any any given sunday right now because because of the pandemic yeah and it's still 50 60 guys you know so one person just needs to screw up and you got a real problem so so before anyway. we finish up here on on Randall, yes, you know, someone on Twitter made the point today to say, you know, Aaron Rodgers really believes this is a Super Bowl, and he wants Randall Cobb with him to be a part of it. So that's kind of exciting, if that's true, that there's that level of confidence that, man, remember when I threw that ball into the dirt at Devontae's feet in the NFC Championship game? Uh, in January, man, if that was Randall Cobb, that would have been there. So, you know, there's that confidence that you have. It's very similar to what maybe we saw with Tom Brady bringing Gronkowski to Tampa Bay. That that chemistry that they had <clears throat> just seemed to to lift that entire offense, if not that team, even when Brady struggled. So do you guys think that Rodgers, you know, ha- has been just like us, you know, where we've been screaming every year during the draft, you got a draft? A wide receiver in the first round. You know, we've been screaming that. Rodgers wants his wide receiver, too, as well. Did he literally make this a condition to return? That oh, he absolutely. Had that Cobb? Absolutely. We had wow. no intentions of bringing Cobb back. Come on. We got rid of him. You know, 
the only person I think we've really brought back, and he actually barely had any snaps, was Tremont. And Cobb, I think it's important to remember, it sounds like Rodgers wants him to get a Super Bowl ring. They're very good friends. Cobb wasn't part of the the, uh, Super Bowl 45 crew. He was still in college. So, you know, is this a good guy gesture to his bestie? Um, You know, he definitely has a security blanket with Cobb in place. He knows, you know, some of the impossible catches are going to be caught. Yeah, I don't know. I, I do think that it was contingent on, well, I want this and I want Cobb or I'm walking and give the guy what he wants. It's not the end of the world that we drafted Cobb. I think he'll, he'll, we'll have more seasoned experience that can help lead these younger receivers where, or where Amari Rogers looks up to Cobb. Well, now he can, he can mentor directly under him. Yeah. Is this- um, I don't think it was a condition like, you know, if you don't bring Cobb in, I'm not coming back or that kind of thing. But I do think it's something that they talked about, among a lot of other things. And I'm sure that he made it known that that uh, doing something like that would make him very happy. And the Packers were in a position where they think they felt they needed to do something to make him happy. You know, some kind of gesture or something to placate him and to show him that, yeah, they are li- willing to listen to him and and take uh, take what he has to say into consideration. And I think it was more that than an absolute condition. But in any case, I think the idea definitely did come from Rodgers. Is this not the ultimate flex for Aaron Rodgers? Do you remember when Brett Favre kept begging for uh, Randy Moss to be signed? Yeah. <laughs> and we were all you remember like, that? And we're do all like, it. No, no, don't do it. You. We're not going to do that. And yet here's Aaron Rodgers. Would you sign, uh, would you sign Randall Cobb? Yeah, sure, we got Wow, that's a flex. <laughs> well, that's what kind of that, that's kind of what this has all been about, you know, with him. Yeah. It's like, hey, I deserve the right to flex. You know, I've earned the right. If you if you listen to him to his press conference, uh, I guess we're going to go there next, right? Yes. Okay. Well, uh, just real quickly, the amount of times that he mentioned how many years he's been in this league and what he's accomplished in this league was pretty striking. So we'll leave it at that for now. We'll just move on to the press conference next, and we'll get into that a little deeper. All right, and that'll bring us to the end of the third quarter. Definitely three wins so far today. Rogers training win, camp. win, win, and Randall Cobb. But then, holy moly! Holy moly! Today, <laughs> to quote Eleanor from The Good Place, "Holy forking shirt balls!" Aaron Rodgers from The Good Place. You never, you never saw The Good Place. I have Why no idea. Oh, that's why I was so excited for Blake Bortles. Anyway. Hey, 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 hey. Before we move on, a moment of silence for the Bortles. For Blake era. Bortles, yes. The Bortles, Bortles era is over. <laughs> the cool thing is it didn't cost us a penny. That's true. <laughs> Actually, it cost us 75000 Yeah, sorry. The other quarterback was a, um, Anyway. Depending on who you're listening to, Aaron Rodgers gave either one of the most uh, arrogant – uh, press conferences ever on the planet, or he gave one of the best, most honest, uh, open press conferences ever given by a quarterback. And I don't know where you guys stand on it. Uh, it, it was whichever way you stand on it, whatever your opinion is, uh, he went to that podium with the intention of saying, I'm just going to get it all out there, which is different from maybe what we expected. We kind of expected, what drama? 
I, I didn't really see any. I drama. didn't say anything. Hey, you know, da, 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 da. Nope. He just kind of, he just You're said, right. here, here it all is, gang. But, you so, know, I think he needed to clear the air. Yeah. Was it arrogant at times? Absolutely. But I think he owed everybody the candor that he, he, he laid bare today. Right. So, Assuming that we're getting the full story and not selected details are being left out by him. And at this point, do I really care? No, he's here. He's going to play. He said he's going to give his all. Like Let's I go. said earlier, like I said earlier, he's a jackass, but he's our jackass. Yeah, I don't normally say that, but I'll let you in it. That's fine. <laughs> <laughs> there were other permutations that I could have used, but I don't Al know why that struck me so funny, but it just did. <laughs> Al would have disapproved of the other choice words I could have used. I would have disapproved. Our sponsors would have disapproved. Yes. Our censors would have disapproved. <laughs> Suddenly you wouldn't be able to find Blog us. Talk radio might have iTunes. just dropped us all together. I don't know. Yeah. yeah. I use that one, but. <laughs> so we're going to go through a couple quotes, uh, a couple uh, statements made, and then we'll just kind of break it down briefly after each one. But here's our first one. And then it kind of progressed from there into a commitment for the 2021 season and beyond. Uh that really wasn't uh, given at any time. So for me, I had to assess the situation, not necessarily wanting to be a lame duck quarterback, especially after an MVP season. Wow. He, so so Rodgers is seeing himself, was seeing this situation much as we've been kind of guessing that this was going to be an all-in year and that he was likely going to be traded Nothing's really changed, but it's pretty clear Aaron Rodgers was not happy with that scenario. I, I don't even know if they were conceding an all-in year. It sounds to me like if he's saying he's a lame duck QB, he was a placeholder till love was ready. And they may have been willing to make this a development and grow year where the, the bar was a lot lower. That's how I'm taking that, that quote. Well, I think that was the plan, absolutely, until Rodgers went out and had an MVP season <laughs> and screwed it all up. How dare he? How dare he? <laughs> what, a, what a wonderful conundrum to have, though. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, depending on your point of view, I don't know, yeah. if, I don't know if Brian Gutekunst is saying, this is a great problem for me to have. I'm sure <laughs> for whatever gray hair we've gotten over the last three months, I think he's gotten a lot more. For sure. But yeah, if you were an MVP and you're just told, hey, now you're a placeholder, just deal for that until your, your contract, we put you out to pasture. Yeah, I think I would be slighted, too. Uh, and I think we can all understand, you know, Green Bay isn't, uh, uh, you know, a huge vacation destination. People are coming here to play with me, uh, to play with our team and, and knowing that they can win a championship here. That's sounding a little bit like that arrogance you were talking about before, Kelly. That's where I'm like, hold on, pal. That's my hometown. These are fighting words. Do you want to go out back? I will win. <laughs> <laughs> I will squash you like a little bug, Aaron Charles. Don't you bad talk my hometown. So is he wrong? Probably um, not. The, the only part might be knowing they can win a championship. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> We're all old. Hoping Al's they can win a championship here. So this reminds me, in the 80s, there was a, a, a SNL skit about all these different um, kickers that were going to get sent to Green Bay. And everyone, our kickers, and they were like, no, 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 don't send me to Green Bay. It's cold. It's horrible. It was. A, do you guys remember that skit or not? Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's it's not a glitzy place. I'll give him that. Again, I will be incredibly defensive of, it, of Green Bay. It, but has, it has changed quite a bit in the last 10 much, years. It's much different than when I was growing up. It's much different than the first time I was there 10 years ago. 
Incredibly different. But he's he's right. It's a small market town. Um, sure. No one will debate that. No. But yeah, people are... Yeah, that's arrogant. People are going to go where the cash leads you to. You know, if you notice, every person that's drafted in the first round, they're excited to where they're going because they're going to make a boatload of money. So, yeah, people go to Green Bay to win. People don't go to Green Bay to live it up. <laughs> I'll give them that. But it the just, idea it, that people are going there to play with him, this would hold a little more gravitas with me. If he had six rings. <laughs> yeah. I mean, if he was Tom Brady saying this, sure. Um, if he wasn't, you know, at this point, and I'm going to sound really salty here and, and don't throw anything at me, but if he wasn't the king of, uh, losing the NFC championship game, which Ooh, he's kind of become, because oh, it's only five oh. he's lost now. If he, had, if we were coming off two Super Bowls, absolutely. This, this statement is, you know, you take it right between the eyes. Yes, sir. You're, you you are correct, sir, Mr. Rogers, but we haven't won a championship. I mean, he and Mason are the only two players left from 2010. No one on this roster has won a Super Bowl. Yeah, I, I would get more offended, but he's an NFL quarterback. They were all raised since Pop Warner to have an ego that people want to be with you. People want to play with you. You are the playmaker. But if this is part of his off-season self-care to make himself all this in a bag of chips, if go for it. Whatever. <laughs> Uh, I wanted to help the organization maybe learn from them some of the mistakes in the past, in my opinion, about the way that some of the uh, outgoing veterans were treated um, and just the fact that we didn't retain uh, a number of uh, players that I felt like were core players to our foundation, our locker room, high-character guys. I'm talking about Charles Woodson, Jordy Nelson, Julius Peppers, Clay Matthews, Randall Cobb, James Jones, um, John Kuhn, Brett Good, TJ Lang, Brian Balaga, Casey Hayward, Micah Hyde, guys who were, you know, exceptional players for us, but great locker room guys, high character guys. Many of them who weren't offered a contract at all, or were extremely lowballed, or were, you know, maybe in my opinion, not uh, given the respect on the way out that guys of their status and stature and high character deserved. Okay, what did you say about kicking the can down the road? A lot football first and foremost is a business. If I built a roster on loyalty, we'd still have Chuck Cecil. We'd still have still That's have an interesting um, name. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm thinking of people. That's who you I come like. up with, Chuck Cecil. No, no, shut up! I'm still going. <laughs> oh, okay. You're gonna have Quickie. Yeah, you know, <laughs> we're still gonna have players that we all like. Leroy Butler. Leroy Butler. Yeah, he even said, "Can you bring me?" back today um if you look at a lot of these players the other than Cobb a lot of them were on the downside of their career yeah Micah High went on and was fabulous in was it Buffalo but if you look yes. at Lang you look at Woodson Woodson definitely was on the downslide Peppers was in the the twilight of his career Matthews was quickly declining there's a difference between loyal and respecting your 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 uh, veterans but at the same time, you have to look at restructuring, building the team. You can't have a team that's full of 36-year-old players or, you know, you're gonna be, it's going to be the Green Bay Pack, Packers that are all in a retirement community. Um, yeah, does it hurt when you, you get rid of players? Yeah, it, it's always sad when you get – like Donald Driver leaving, I was sad. You know, Charles Woodson, the writing was on the wall. He was no longer cornerback. He was starting to play safety. Sure, he went back to – to the Raiders, 
but he was not at the top of his game anymore. He won um, a Pro Bowl with the Raiders. Yeah, he won, he won a Pro Bowl. He went to the Pro Bowl. Yeah, but <laughs> you have to temper longevity. And, what, and what, as what Roger you? said, 70% of Charles Woodson was, would still have been damn good. But yeah, anyway, <laughs> okay. but, but you get but you, you get where I'm coming from. A lot of these players were on, were on the the backside of their their careers, or mm-hmm. yeah, we all know that. I mean, we, diminishing we returns. But they were his buddies, right? I mean, the, they were the, his buddies, like Jordy. The fact, the fact that he could rattle off all those names just like that, right, is the part that amazes me. You know, like this has been in his head for a long time, right? But you can't. Just like we were still fans, you can't take it personal. Aaron, you can't take it, it personal. But it's about the people, Kelly. It's about the people, not the business. We've had so many interviews, wonderful <laughs> interviews, and I've had a lot of conversations to, you know, obviously just an amazing guy, former VP uh, of the Packers. And one thing that he has always said, um, one thing that he's praised both Ted Thompson and Brian Gutekunst for, is you have to have a balance of the guys you signed to big-time contracts and guys in their first contracts. Um, what, what is it? I think I read, like, most of the teams in the NFL, 30% of the roster is now made up of undrafted free agents. Yeah. Because we're paying Matt Staffords and people right. like that incredible amounts of money. There has to be a balance. So we can't, <laughs> we can't have the highest-paid quarterback in the league and also Devontae Adams, the highest-wide receiver, paid – excuse me, highest paid wide receiver in the league and Aaron Jones, the highest paid running back in the league and David Bakhtiari, the highest paid uh, left tackle and Jair Alexander. I mean, we can't have the highest paid person at every position because eventually you have to balance that out. So when I look at this list that he, that he comes up with, do you want to pay Charles Woodson 12 million a year or do you want to bring in Jair Alexander, who's on his first contract and is going to be really good, but he, you're right. This is this is that chip on the on the shoulder that Aaron Rodgers entered the league with in 2005, and I don't think he's ever lost. I mean, he he every one of those is a personal affront to him that this person was taken away. They he didn't want them to leave. They didn't want to leave. And it's a personal front. And this is him coming at age 37 saying, okay, this is how we're going to do it. <laughs> Give me Randall Cobb. <laughs> but this happens on at all 32 front offices. You make tough decisions at the end of the year, who stays, who goes. And a lot of veterans are showing the door in every team. Yeah. I mean, we, we mentioned, uh, I mentioned the, the tackle that they, that they signed Dennis Kelly. Right. And I, I was just happened to be reading an article trying to get a little info on him. And, and there's the Titans coach saying how that was one of the toughest decisions he ever had to make because he's such a quality person, you know, blah, blah, blah. You, you got to make those decisions. They, they have to happen on every team, every year. Um, you know, Rogers, he probably realizes that, but yet these are his buddies and he values that. So he's got to find a balance too. And I just found a quote since he's pretty salty about letting people go like, like, Clay salty? and uh, salty. He's totally salty. Um, but letting Clay Matthews go. And that was a sticking sticking point with him. Um, Peter Bukowski had a great t- uh, tweet earlier today that the Packers let Clay Matthews walk to sign the Smith brothers and draft Rashawn Gary. Yeah. That's how we afforded it. That's how you, you got new talent. Agreed. All right. You know, based on uh, them drafting my replacement, uh, J-Lo last year, 
um, I think that kind of put things in motion. Um, based, the way, based on the way the season went last year, there was nothing in last season that made me uh, confident that I'd be back after 21, and maybe even not after 20, 2020. Um, thought we could progress some of those conversations with maybe a greater commitment during the off season. Uh, like I said, that didn't really didn't happen. I'm curious when he says based on the way the season went last year, if he's referencing the playing season or the entire year and the things that happened. I'm just curious about that. Because when, when you say season to me, I'm thinking, all right, what happened from on the field, you know, that and then then you got the off season. But I have a feeling he must he might have meant everything. Well, it definitely, he was definitely surprised with with love being drafted and he was kind of that was the night he said he was pounding tequila and you know he did did not take it well you know and yeah i wonder if he was completely you know blindsided by this what because the packers could have handled it two ways hey aaron we're gonna start thinking about your replacement we have a couple years to develop them or it's the surprise we're taking our quarterback that's your replacement I could I could I could see it both ways. I could see him being very slighted if he was not part of the conversation. And it may not be about complete power, but he wants to be in the loop. Well, I think this goes back to the conversation we just had, where he's talking about how high character guys and veteran players weren't treated well on the way out. And he saw Love get drafted, and he says, "Oh my gosh, I'm the next uh, T.J. Lang. I'm the next John Coon." And and is there truth to the fact that maybe they could have traded him after 2020? You guys know me. I, I'm <laughs> I'm usually a trigger you're, happy for a big you're trade pl- because you're playing Moneyball all you play Moneyball all the time. I do because you realize that it's something I've learned from Ted Thompson, which I did not believe when he first took over, is that if you are <laughs> constantly working towards the future, you are a contender every year. And under Ted Thompson, at least until, you know, 2016 or so, reality is we pretty, even if you had a down year, you were right back next year. And that was because of the constant movements that he made. You invested in guys and you extended people out of their first year contract by using some of the salary cap from that year. Um, and you kept it going as long as you were drafting well. It was perfect. We're not in that situation anymore. We're, we're giving huge contracts to Zadarius Smith. We're giving huge contracts to Aaron Rodgers. We're giving huge contracts to David Bakhtiari and Aaron Jones. <sighs> yeah, it, it's all <laughs> you're going to you're kicking the can down the road out. Oh. And eventually you got you got to deal. With it. I am. I am CD. Yes, I am shocked. That you have not come up with a can sound effect yet <laughs> that we can use every time you say kicking the, the can down the road. is still young, Al. I, I'm just shocked <laughs> that we don't have that as part of our show, our repertoire. You need to get on that. I'll, I'll do that. Okay. <clears throat> so when asked about 2022, Aaron Rodgers responded with this. Yeah, I really don't know. I mean, I think things are uh, in that in that. Uh, Direction haven't really changed um, at all. I think I'm just going to focus on this year. There's a lot of moving pieces besides myself, um, expiring contracts for a number of guys. So there's going to be a lot of tough decisions at the end of the year. Um, I'm just going to enjoy this year. And- this is the most Farvian thing he's ever said. Well, I don't know. I'm going to waffle. You know, my favorite plant's the hedge. And- but I think it's reality. I mean, it is. He, he knows that this is the all-in year. And I think those last uh, six words he said, is important for all of us as Packer fans this year. 
you know, I'm just going to enjoy this year. I think Um, we all need to enjoy this year. I mean, I am going to work to get to every game I can this year because no matter what, whether, whether they, they go all the way to the top of the mountain or whether they, you know, fail and burn out in a miserable fashion, it's going to be big no matter what it is. This is a big, important, crazy year. And honestly, I think if he wins a Super Bowl ring, the drama goes away and he retires. He wants to go out like Elway. Um, I don't know about that. I don't think he would retire. I think that would go a long way towards changing how he feels about staying in Green Bay. But I think I do think he still wants to play more. And wherever he goes, he will take the biggest chip on the shoulder in NFL history, and he will... Yeah, and he's going to say, I'm going to stick it to Brian Gutekunst, just like Brett Favre allegedly said about sticking it to Ted Thompson. And and boy, are we going to have something. Oh, honey, (laughs) go find a good therapist. Revenge only hurts yourself. Yeah, if he ends up on the Vikings, that's just the end. Yeah. The end. Forgiveness is not about exonerating those who offended you. It's allowing them not to live in your head rent free. Aaron, if you ever hear anything I ever say, please take that advice. (laughs) All right, ladies and gentlemen, I think that is going to do us in four quarters of football here on cheesehead radio. I'm exhausted. I'm exhausted. Last three months. But I'm I'm excited though. It's the, it's the new season. Yes. So we will be with you all season long here on cheesehead radio. So please uh, subscribe. Uh, over at PackersTalk.com, and we are looking forward to talking Packers with you all season long. And with that, thank you so much for joining us tonight on Cheesehead Radio as we're already into our 12th season. Make sure to head over to PackersTalk.com where you can explore several unique Packers podcasts. Please follow at PackersTalkNet on Twitter and like us on Facebook. Cheesehead Radio and all Packers Talk podcasts can be found on iTunes, Spotify, iHeartRadio, or your favorite podcatching app. If you liked what you heard, send us some love and leave us a review. You can also find us on Siri, Alexa, or Google just by saying, Play Packers Talk Podcast. 2021 season is here. That's a wrap. Go Pack Go. Here we go. Go Pack Go. Talk to you next week, all. Go Pack Go. Again. I'm gonna cry! No!